Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Ramblers, and welcome to a little revisit of our series at the match, which we made to bring you the atmosphere from some of the UK and Europe's most interesting grounds and games, which for obvious reasons, while we're mostly indoors, I've been really enjoying re-listening to of late and resampling the roar of the crowd. It's always great to go to Dortmund. It feels to me everything that a football experience should be in terms of atmosphere and crowd participation. And in those terms, it's not really changed much since my first trip there back in 2003 when the team was poor, but the experience was really enriching. So we get into just how Dortmund have kept that experience and that feeling alive despite ascending to the ranks of the European elite in recent years. And we try and possibly fail to make it away from the club shop without spending all our cash on chanting toasters and yellow and black snowmen to hang from the tree. This is At The Match from Dortmund versus Freiburg on 1st of December 2018. <laughs>
Maximilian Philipp, Julian Weigel und Ömer Tochter. Trainer von Borussia Dortmund ist natürlich unser Lucien. Viel Spaß beim Spiel Borussia Dortmund gegen den Sportclub aus Stadium where it's normally pure noise, <coughs> you're getting no organised support. So we're having spells where you can hear the whack of boot on ball. Very unusual. One of the strangest aspects about this first half boycott is we've got little pockets of fans starting chants and they're getting whistled down by their fellow fans. Really unusual situation. So the last time we spoke, Jens, the season was looking quite promising for Dortmund. Definitely. I, I guess this must be... Well, is it too early to say beyond your wildest dreams? It is definitely beyond my wildest dream. If, if you compare this to the last season where we really have been suffering, uh, this is uh, just crazy. And um, if you uh, think that last week just there was the verdict uh, for the guy that bombed the uh, BVB bus, yeah. so he has been sentenced to 14 years last year, last week. And uh, so it's crazy where we come from. We were basically a club on the bottom and now we're leading the league. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I would not have imagined that in my wildest dreams. Do you think people really forget the effect of the bus attack and how that stayed with especially the players? Because there wasn't a gap. I mean, Thomas Tuchel talked about it at the time, didn't he? The fact that they were made to, they were made to carry on. Did the players even get a chance to process it, really? Uh, yeah, it's, you you have to see that there's not so many of those players left that have actually been in the bus. So, yeah. and it's you go to football, you wanna it's a recreational activity. So it's yeah. not like you wanna think about bombings or stuff like that. So yes, I think the fans easily forget about it, and it is just like this verdict now has remember reminded us. Yes. Uh, uh, that where we come from and it, that it has, it has not been so long ago and yeah it's uh, it's just amazing that we now uh, have a team that actually is able to lead the league and uh, oh there's somebody 
thank you. Okay. <laughs> Helping me with the beer. <laughs> That's Dortmund. <laughs> when the Swedish man comes and brings you a beer. But that is the international flavor of it. It is international flavor. I mean, you have experienced it here. You have been fellow. You have been meeting fellow English people, and uh, now the Swedish and the Finnish, Finns, Finns, yes. everything. So yeah. Oh, well, well, we'll come back to that aspect of it in a minute, All right. because, because it's, it's, it's very interesting, of, of, of course. Um, but as this special season shapes up, there's all mm. sorts of other stuff happening off the pitch as well. Yeah. Um, part of that, w- w- when we last spoke, it was after Dortmund beat Nuremberg 7-0. Yes, and slightly different game today <laughs> yes, against Freiburg. Those, those still a win, but... Yeah. Again, I mean, I found it was the most, one of the most unusual experiences that I've been at at a football match when there was the fan protest mm. at the game against Nuremberg because in a crowd of nearly 80,000 people it was at the time, for the first 20 minutes, when there was that silent protest, yeah. you, could hear, you could hear the players' boots hitting the ball, yes. which is extraordinary when you've got that many people in the stadium. I mean, it wasn't quite as quiet as, as, as that today, but for the first half, there was no organised support. And tell us why that is. Yeah, that is because of uh, protests against Monday games. Uh, right now, we have like five or six Monday games per season in the Bundesliga. Now, this is something that's extraordinary to a lot of English people who yeah. will be listening to this, because... Monday night football has been something that's been part of part of the fabric of the Premier League for 20 years, maybe more. Really? Why is it that, that German fans just can't get on with the idea? Yeah, I, Monday is just not for football, you know. And I'm I'm an, also an away supporter, so I go to away games. Like mm. I don't drive, I don't go to all the away games, but maybe 10 or so per season. And it's nice to have the option. Yeah, and uh, if I'm uh, going to a Monday game I have to take the day off basically to go somewhere if I have to go to Freiburg then I have to take the next day off as well so that's like two days of holiday already gone and if that goes on and on so we are looking for fan friendly uh, uh, kickoff times and uh, even though they have announced now that from the next uh, TV contract starting in uh, 2020 um, there will be no Monday games in Bundesliga it's still the problem that they have a Monday game every week in the second Bundesliga and the and, third as well and the third yeah. and uh, yeah I think also in the fourth they are quite flexible so uh, we are fighting for all the leagues now so that's why we had this silent protest today so is, is that a symptom of how television runs football more than it should these days the fact that it, it feels like there should always be something of that every day of the week there should be some football for yeah. for people to watch yeah definitely it's uh, it has uh, uh, switched a lot uh, the people inside the stadium they don't count as much it's more about the tv spectators they sit at home uh, they want to be entertained every day uh, of the week so why not give them a monday game but the people that actually have to go there and you know create all the fuss because there would not be um, there would not be so such a fuss about football if there was would not be the support and and uh, the atmosphere inside the grounds, uh, that's what draws also the attention to the actual football games. So. Well, that's it. It's, it's something that is very powerful. And I think, to me, it's curious that fans outside Germany, at least, I mean, there's quite a, it's still quite a lively fan movement in Germany and a sense yeah. of, of supporters' rights. Whereas elsewhere, I think we're, we're a little bit downtrodden and we kind of accept things are how they are. But in fact, as the supporter, you do have 
a great deal of influence, a great deal of potential influence and control. That's right. Because they need you in the stadium. It's not the same spectacle without it. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about it in England recently, and I think maybe we've not thought about it that much before. Because when you had the fans banned from Croatia versus England, you have... You know, two teams who got to the last four of the World Cup and you know one finalist, and it just looked like a rubbish kickabout yeah. because there was no fans. And you know, the players talked about how it was eerie. A lot of the journalists who went said it was a really unpleasant experience. It is part of the television experience, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, it. Uh, the actual football, I think it wouldn't uh, interest uh, about half as much people than, you know, if there was not such a great craze about it. And that is the people going to the stadiums, creating the atmosphere. And we are in the lucky uh, position here in Germany that most of the clubs still are actually we call it a verein so it's the members of the club that actually get the say who is the head of management and uh, we get to vote for that every uh, year and I know it's a bit of a foreign concept to the English uh, uh, but you have to say that back in the 80s or even 90s we have been looking at England and saying like wow that is the top standard for support Mm. in a football and nowadays you see lots of tourists because everybody who can just about afford a ticket uh, gets to go but you know it's people coming over for one match they travel in they travel out they don't care if they have to pay 50 or 80 or 150 pounds or whatever and uh, it's you you have lost that core fan base and um, I don't uh, I thought it was quite striking when we played against Arsenal. We had the Arsenal supporters here in the uh, center of the city and they were just tearing the place down. It was so great. They were singing for each individual player. They had a song. It was so great. And then they come into the stadium and boop, silence. And they just don't support anymore. They supported more on the marketplace than they would support in the stadium. a sense I think I think it's partly to do with the cost I think it's the the sense that when you come to the stadium you're part of the experience you're part of the spectacle whereas I think for people who've paid a lot of money sometimes there's I've paid a lot of money you have to impress me and then maybe I'll respond they want to they want to be entertained and uh, here in Dortmund it's a different thing because you know we the club is the one main thing that we have here and uh, it's just you know a common thing to go every uh, week to the games and yeah you want to support the uh, team and um, i think that's really different you have to have a certain margin of tourists coming over and i think it's great that we have so many international fans coming over you've seen them today like the swedes and the englishman and yeah they they said that they have been talking english in the in the uh, stands in the north today so uh, i think that's great it's uh, because as a city dortmund has not such a great appeal to uh, foreign tourists or anything so i think that's the football puts us on the map but the core of the fans is the fans from Dortmund or from the area who come and have a season ticket and who come back uh, no matter if it goes well or not so well for the club. So the the club have managed that quite well actually haven't they because I I guess 
the thing that struck me about mm. about Dortmund, I mean, when you guys came over to London for the Champions League final, right. I mean, it, it was it was an extraordinary thing, really, because. Um, London is a, a city with, say, 10 professional teams yes. and always a huge clutch of teams in the Premier League. But yet, you could go around London and live your life and not really realise that <laughs> football existed. Really? Whereas, yeah, I, th- I, think, you, I think you could. Um, whereas, for the, for the couple of days up to the final, you know, you had a couple of parties in pubs yes. in the centre of London. And... It kind of took Bayern and Dortmund to say, hey, there's a big football thing happening. Yeah, it was crazy because I've been at that game actually. I've been in London for like two days before the game and, you know, we walked uh, around the city sporting our colours and there was yeah a bus driver just waving and stopping and just <laughs> waving at us. It was just crazy. It was great that, you know, everybody just acknowledged that we had come over and I think you know we were at Trafalgar Square with I don't know how many thousands of fans of Borussia and it was yeah that was a great experience and yeah it was also extraordinary that two German teams played there of course one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He just says, how many holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making yes. the car sound. <laughs> How on earth is he doing that? How does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beep, 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 beep. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production.
Talking about the, 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 the 2013 final as a, a, a sort of pivotal point, yeah. I mean, Dortmund as a club kind of not changed their image, but started to, to the club started to market their image in a very particular way, yeah. did, didn't they? And at, at that point, you know, it, it can almost become a bit of a cliche. How do you think Dortmund remained to such a real experience? rather than just turned into another brand and another slogan. Yeah, I think, of course, they tried to market that and that's what they could market uh, and may, what makes Dortmund special maybe is the amount of fans that we pull every uh, every week. Um, and, of course, they came up with the slogan Echte Liebe, which means real love, yes. which uh, nowadays sounds a bit cheesy, but back then when we had Jurgen Klopp and that team of young, a lot of them homegrown players, yeah. that was so fitting. So even the hardcore fans uh, to a wide range could identify with that slogan. And, of course, it, it, it just doesn't go on like that. It just doesn't work like that for us as well. But uh, what makes us special is the stadium here, the 25,000 stand uh, Tribune that we have, the Südtribüne, that yeah. is what makes it special, and that's you know, of course, that is what the uh, club realized that it's a unique selling point. Yes, do you think so many of the fans responded so well to that? A, because the, the team were doing so well, and B, because actually it was still really close to where the club nearly went under, wasn't it? I mean, it was yes. what five, six years on from that, yeah, 2015 basically, the club was broke. And it was... 2005. Yeah, two, oh, sorry, 2005. <laughs> I got mixed up there. 2005, the club was broke, and it was uh, not uh, sure if we even would get the license to play in the Bundesliga uh, further. Uh, there were still people calling that, saying that we should not have gotten the license back then. So, uh, yeah, that was for me and my fan uh, in my time as a Borussia Dortmund fan that was the most horrible experience I ever went through because we didn't know would, would there be something uh, next year to go to and it would have been devastating not only for the club but also for the city of Dortmund yeah, yeah. so do you feel do you still feel grateful for everything that's happened since then oh yes very very much we have been celebrating two uh, uh, championships two cup wins and like a Champions League final it's mm. it's amazing to me that how we could bounce back from that because yeah it yeah there was nothing we were on the verge of getting relegated a few times back mm. then and just a few years later we were champions that is incredible it's yeah like, so how much was Klopp the the right man at the right time not just for the team but for the club and for the community and someone for the fans to respond to yeah one thing about Jürgen Klopp is that he's just not a coach he is the coach and on top of that he's the best ambassador you could uh, ever imagine for a city and or for a club and he just gets everybody lined up behind him so i think it fits very well that he went to liverpool which yes. is also a town that is a little bit declining uh, old uh, uh, factories that are not run anymore and uh, I don't know, but I think he fits very well at Liverpool, and also he has implied, uh, he has, yeah, he has him playing a little bit like we used to play with yes. this uh, um, 
yeah, counter-attacking football and yeah. the fast, fast attacks and everything. So, yeah, he's just a person. It was crazy that we got him in here. And for him as well, he has been uh, growing so much here at Dortmund because before that he has just, you know, been battling relegation and now he is one of the most sought-after coaches in Europe. And, and I suppose, like, his whole personality and how he is on the touchline and how he relates to people, that must have been something that's quite difficult to replace when he left. Never mind the football side of yeah. it, but just him as a person. Yeah, that's impossible to replace. We had uh, Thomas Tuchel afterwards, who's a, a great specialist when it comes to tactics, but he's just not that persona who unites the fans and yes. unites uh, the whole city. Then we have been struggling, and even now, where we are super successful this season, under Lucien Favre but Lucien Favre is also not that kind of guy if you go to a presser with Lucien Favre he will say basically nothing at all yes you ask him about something and he will say something completely different in uh, return mm. he just doesn't answer the questions he uh, pretends to not speak German very well on those presses <laughs> it's crazy that's one of his methods just you know so nobody can pin him down to anything that he says but he's a super expert when it comes to football yes. and he's a very likable guy so that's a combination but Klopp in uh, the whole thing that cannot be replaced. talk about that connection with the fans how important is it to have Marco Royce leading the way this season and to have Mario Goetze back in, at least back in the team I mean you wouldn't say necessarily back at his best but you know you, you talk to people at the start of the season and they were a bit worried about Mario Goetze's future but you know he scored that that goal against uh, Augsburg which was pretty emotional moment wasn't it here, yeah. here at Westfalen how important is it to have those guys still sort of leading the team in a, in a way for the fans so I would uh, have to split my answer there because it's a really really uh, difference Mario Götze is uh, seen very very critical in the Dortmund fan base I mean a lot of them because he went he, to Bayern yeah and, and the way he went just yeah. uh, announced uh, weeks before the Champions League final in 2013 and also he's one of the top earners we have here and he has never really uh, stood up uh, to that with uh, what he does on the pitch I have to give him personally credit for that he really tries as hard as he can he runs he does things yeah 
but he's not that player that makes the difference. And on the other side, Marco Reus, uh, who is from Dortmund as well, just like Götze, who grew up here as well. But uh, Marco Reus is very much rooted in Dortmund and he's a world-class player if he's at his best. And this season he is at his best. And um, yeah, he, he could have gone anywhere. And he, uh, when we were on a relegation spot, he renewed his contract. Yeah. So I think Marco Reus is some of the player, uh, one, one of the players who didn't really get the credit that was due to him because... Mm, The fans really couldn't relate to him so much because he's a shy guy, doesn't say so much. Yes. But this season, when they awarded him skipper and uh, made him lead the team, uh, he really stepped up and he really came through. And I, I must say that I'm amazed that of how today was not maybe not his best day, even though he scored the decisive one nil. But um, he's really the team leader nowadays, and I, I just didn't think he had it in himself. And uh, he's he's going to be one of the great club legends because, yeah, he's going to when he finishes his career, he's going to be here for so many years and has played so many games. So. And he might still end up this season as a, as a champion. Yes. That's possible as well. Yes, and he's, uh, it, for him it was the cup win, uh, was the first title he ever won as a player. So yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy that such a world-class player has never won a title before. So he was maybe the one that uh, uh, wanted to, uh, to win that one just more than anybody else. And uh, so, yeah, I think now is the season of his lifetime. for uh, the, the fan movement around the club. I mean, it's clear that there's some common ground between supporters of different Bundesliga clubs, yep. which we don't always say in the Premier League. If someone brings up pricing, someone will, will say, yeah, I, I, I agree, football's too expensive. But if you're saying my club's tickets are too expensive, you're criticising my club, which is a crazy thing, really. You've still got that commonality here, which is a, which is a really great thing how does that work even between rival clubs yeah it's crazy um, you had uh, there was meetings of the ultras groups of different uh, uh, clubs uh, like from the first to the third division they were all there and they could sit in one room and in the end come up with something that that they spoke with one voice and that is really powerful so uh, they really made some statements and uh, I think they now realized how powerful they really are because uh, it made the German football association really change uh, their ways in some, some way so I, I think um, 
yeah, what we've seen now with the protests, I hope it doesn't happen so often because that is really the last line that you can draw, that, yeah. ju that you're just being silent yeah. and don't support the club. Um, I hope it doesn't happen too, too often, but I think that fans are really uh, very well aware these days uh, how powerful they really are. And of course the fact is that the Bundesliga, which arguably has never been as successful internationally, it's got TV deals in lots of different countries, yep. it markets itself digitally very, very well. But it, 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 marks, it, markets its, it markets itself as football as it's meant to be. Right. So without the atmosphere, it's not worth anything, is it? That's right. And uh, I think that's also the uh, feedback I get from all these international fans I talk to. And I talk mm. to a lot of them. Um, that they come here because like the prices are affordable you have the atmosphere you have the standing uh, and you, you have the beer inside the stadium at an affordable price so it's the whole uh, experience that makes people come over and i think yeah step by step even the federations uh, uh, really realize what they have here and that that is uh, the unique selling point of the bundesliga because we will never have the ronaldos or the messis here because that's just not how this league functions we we are not a players league we are more of a fans league actually never stops here in Dortmund. This was a Stakhanov production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. 
A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.